everybody. Welcome to the Film Fan Club Show Twitch channel or the podcast feed, wherever you find this. I'm your host, Sam Carrico. Today we're going to break down Obi-Wan Kenobi. I can never tell if it's Obi-Wan Kenobi or Obi-Wan Kenobi, if that's the title. I've said it and I will say it in all sorts of different ways today, probably. I'm joined by Alex McKellar and John Lian, or also known as Mercenary Number One. Welcome, guys. How you doing? Hey, no. thanks for having us back. Thank you for being here. Okay, Obi-Wan Kenobi, though, is a show on Disney+, Plus, and uh, I did not like it. Uh, the first two episodes are kind of all over the place a little bit. The first episode, like, they're kind of just, like, it seems a little aimless for a while. And then the second episode seems very aimless. There's a, it's like a, a collection of, it, the Mandalorian had this problem, too, where it doesn't really seem focused on Obi-Wan Kenobi. It feels focused on taking Obi-Wan Kenobi through a, gallery of things that'll make the audience go oh my gosh i recognize that and it's like that's really not fun as a, as a narrative for me and also i wanted to learn about something like learn something about obi-wan kenobi that i wouldn't have otherwise maybe i will but like this just seems like a let's take him on a little adventure you know for a while i'm like okay this isn't really he's not really an active as much of an active character as i as, as i expected here those are my broad thoughts though uh alex what'd you think uh i mean kind of similar although hearing you say it like that i i was thinking back to like I feel like we're also getting, I mean, because like Star Wars, everything's like metatextual now. Like, I don't care about the actual narrative of Star Wars. I care about like reactions, what the movies are trying to say in relation to their previous thing. Because like my number one rule of Star Wars is every like major entry that isn't like a fan made thing, like a video game or a book, like it has to break the universe. Otherwise, it's not a piece of Star Wars media. Like it's got to do something that's everyone's like, what? That's how the force works or that's how. So for me, I was like, all right, we're doing that again. But it also felt like, OK, so we're seeing Obi-Wan reject being a Jedi, which is also served to like be like, see, Obi-Wan rejected the force. So it's oh, OK yeah. that Luke did. Oh, that's what they're doing. And yeah, so he's like, he's like giving up. He's like broken <clears throat> and he's got to get dragged back into the fight, you know? And so like, it was just sort of like, oh, okay, this is, this is what we're doing. I mean, one thing I like seeing Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. So even though he's kind of sad Obi-Wan right now, like it's fun seeing Ewan McGregor again. And, uh, but yeah, the other thing was like, how many times are we going to put Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber in the sand like it's just salt in the wounds for that poor guy if there's one thing we know about anakin it's that he hates sand and his lightsaber ends up in the sand so many times <laughs> just just not honoring the memory of that guy at all i mean i know he becomes like the worst person ever but still really? he hated the sand was that also like the sand thing? Was that a little bit like of a of a poetry it rhymes kind of situation with the end of the rise of skywalker I guess. I, like, that's what I was thinking of. And every time I think about that scene, I just picture Leia, like, whispering to Luke, like, where the fuck are we right now? Why is she putting our lightsaber here? And he's like, I don't really know. My family died here, but she thinks it's meaningful. <laughs> I don't know. My family died here. <laughs> oh, John. Uh... What's the question? <laughs> oh, we're going over our broad thoughts. I gave a kind of a first uh, reaction without. Go I'm going to go into the plot. Uh, no the spoilers. Plot. No spoilers, basically, at this point. At this point. Uh, I kind of liked the first episode. Um, I thought it had a lot of potential to lead into some interesting character stuff. There were some really cool characters 
it, not just in their physical appearance, which I think the show does a great job of doing cool aliens and things like that. Uh, okay. But in like, in like, the Grand Inquisitor is super cool in the first episode. Uh, okay. But then I thought I think the second episode. I think it, I think it moved on too fast from what the first episode was trying to do, because they were like, "Oh, our first episode is really slow table setting, and we need to get to the action that everybody wants in Star Wars." And it undercut a lot of the stuff that they were kind of trying to go for in a way that made the second episode not very good at all, uh, and that doesn't make me hopeful for the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I liked, I remember liking, and also every show is The Mandalorian now. They just, I said this before, they just reskinned The Mandalorian with, uh, oh, with what they end up doing. Anyway, so I, okay, we're going to start getting spoilers now because I can't hold myself. Anymore. I don't like, I don't like the, the Leia thing at all. I don't like the Leia thing. It's just The Mandalorian and Grogu again. The ending of episode one and Mandalorian, I really liked because I was like, oh, I didn't know this is what they're doing with the series. And then whenever I found out that this is what they're doing with this series, I'm like, shit, we gotta watch this. I wanted to watch an Obi-Wan show. I didn't want to see Obi-Wan go on an adventure with little 10-year-old Leia with 80-yard lines. They kept, I was telling John to 80-yard a shit ton of her lines to try and make it work, and it yeah. doesn't. So, She's gotta um, be super precocious. Oh my god, <laughs> so fucking annoying. And a child actors are really hard to do. Part of the reason I like Annette so much is because they have a child and they don't represent her as being a child. So they don't have to have a kid on set. So it looks, it's like thematically it works. And also you have to, don't have to work with a kid on set. There's going to be a kid through most of the series. Guys, I don't want this. I don't want that shit. So that kind of sucks. <laughs> also, also, isn't he supposed to be looking after Luke? Like, I, okay, I don't understand. I think maybe they just thought we were a little bit over Luke Skywalker or whatever. Well, let's get, let's give Leia a chance. I'm, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It was whatever. Well, that's the other thing. Like, we got to set up that Leia is actually very force sensitive because of what happens later. Yeah. So it's like, she's already right. got to be this like little, little super precocious little tyke, you know, being, like the, the, I mean, I don't, I, child actors, they're whatever. And I, I'm not, I'm fine with this because it sets up with like why Leia chooses Obi-Wan later on to help them out. Because they had this big adventure together that we never knew about before, where he learns to, right. you know, not be sad anymore, and she learns that, like, oh, cool, Jedi are cool, and I like this guy. But, uh, yeah, but the the whole, like, chasing through the woods with Leia, I was just, like, almost laughing at, like, why did we shoot it this way? Like, she'll run under a small branch, and then the bad guy will run into that same small branch and be like, oh, I can't get past this. I was thinking yeah, that, just too. Like, I was like, how is uh, a 10-year-old able to outrun three henchmen? Like, I'll, well, she's not, and ultimately, but for as long as right. she is. Uh, I don't, anybody else uh, broadly? Spoiler now. I mean, so in the first episode, there's that dumb guy Jedi that is somehow... Benny Softy. The, the, well, that's <laughs> no Benny saw you know the Softy brothers directed Uncut Gems and Benny Softy plays the Jedi who is on the run and goes to Obi Wan for help. I was actually just about to talk about him. Is that who you're referring to? Yeah. Okay, yeah. What about him? It's called Dumb Jedi because so the 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 Empire has taken over, right? The right. Jedi Order is on the run. They're being hunted by the Inquisitors, and this guy goes to Tatooine, and he can't help himself from using his force powers in public 
and that gets rumors out that there's a Jedi there, and the Inquisitors come, and he's still hanging out at the same bar, right? He's an idiot. But he does this little, like, spin move around a table to get away from the Inquisitors, and then when Leia is running away in the woods, she does the same little spin move. So to me, I was like, oh, okay, so we're just out of the gate being like Leia at age 10 is like already showing force sensitivity. And then her emotional, like she's very perceptive emotionally and is like, I see why you're doing the thing you're doing inside your own head. You're afraid of your dad. And so you're a dick because you think that'll make other people afraid of you and your dad will love you for it. Like that emotional perception to me is also clearly signs that they're doing a she's already force sensitive because no one in the Star Wars universe can be capable at anything unless they're force sensitive special people. But, you know, that's why I think like, I, I don't think the chase scenes where Leia is running away are particularly well done because I don't think that the people in charge of shooting and editing this show are particularly good at action. But I, I like get narratively why it happens that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Deborah Chow. <clears throat> this was directed by <clears throat> Deborah Chow, who also did a few episodes of The Mandalorian, I think. That I think she did, the, not that we're really going to remember, but the third episode of the first season of The Mandalorian, which had a really cool action scene where he goes back in to save Grogu from the. He, I think he gives the Grogu away and then he goes back in to get him from. Um, Who's that character actor that I can't remember the name of? Oh, fuck. The old man at the beginning of The Mandalorian. Anyways, it was a really good action sequence. So yeah. at the time, everyone was like, she's going to do the Obi-Wan show. I can't wait to see what she does with the Obi-Wan Learn show. And, ah, uh, I knew Learn it was. Learn Herzog. Oh, okay. I, I was hearing his voice in my head. I was like, yeah. Damn. I was like, he ate the shoe because of that bet. I can get there. <laughs> Werner Herzog. I don't remember any of that. I stopped um, watching Mandalorian after episode two, so I didn't see that scene. Oh, that's so funny. And here we are with Obi-Wan. So anyways, um, you guys ready to start talking about the plot? We already talked a little bit about Benny Softy, but that's kind of where we start. Um, yeah. Ten years after the execution of Order 66, the Grand, uh, so basically the Inquisitors come, interrogate the dumbass, uh, and then I think he goes to Obi-Wan Kenobi for help. And Obi-Wan, does he refuse to help him? Yeah, yeah, he tells he him said, to bury his lightsaber in the sand and get a normal job. Yeah, yeah so chopping meat off of corpses in the desert. Right, <laughs> that was it. And is he taking? Is he take a little bit of meat every day for himself? Is that what he does? He takes it. He gives it yeah, he gives what? it to his weird camel thing. Oh, okay. I don't it's remember. Space horse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It didn't it like fart in one of the one of the prequels and like there's i think in 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 phantom menace there's a scene of one of those space and i'm just like that's the only time i know i remember seeing that and jar jar is like ah yep does that mean the native species to naboo to what that's on tatooine no it is on the pod race uh you know what it's we find anakin on tatooine tatooine's the most important planet in the fucking so galaxy, weird. even though it's in the outer rim, everyone—I mean, they're all from Tatooine because Anakin was from Tatooine. Like that's the thing. But so then it rhymes, yeah. John. Do you guys like uh, the scene with him and uh, little Luke Skywalker? Or he's creeping on him? Yeah, from basically the, from the mountains. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I mean, it's like 
the whole idea of him just sort of like checking in and watching, I kind of like that uh, Owen was like, yo, fuck off. You got my brother-in-law killed or whatever, or my stepbrother killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just, just get out of here. And he's like, I've got to protect the child. And he's like, no, you're going to make things worse, obviously, because that's what Jedi do. I was like, oh, I kind of like this. This, like, ramifications, this tension. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, but him, like, being... Because at first, I, until Owen gave the, like, toy back, I was like, really? We got to have, like, another layer of backstory to the dumb little toy Luke's playing with yeah. in A New Hope? But then he threw it back, and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> not everything needs, like, a million layers of backstory and to be explained. So, but, of course, probably... In episode six, when, you know, the world's saved and Obi-Wan's back, he'll give him the toy again, and it'll be, like, a moment of bonding between Owen and Ben, and they'll be like, ah, we're friends now. That's probably exactly what's going to happen, yeah. Um, I did not like the Grand Inquisitor and his henchmen uh, that much. Um, I forgot to mention them in the, in the opening scene. Uh, I did not like the makeup on the Grand Inquisitor. He looks really, like, Doctor Who-ish. And uh, so does his the the, the right hand man who grunts uh, and like like has the weird hat. Anyways, uh, don't like the Obi Wan's weird. It seems like his vibes towards Luke and his vibes towards Leia are incongruent. Like he's there to take care of Luke, obviously. Like I said, um, <clears throat> but whenever it's uh, when it's he's asked if will he take like help Leia, he's like reluctant or whatever, and he's like, no, I've cut myself off from the force force and i'm like aren't you there to like what would you do if luke was attacked and you've cut yourself off from the force like why are you even there at this point i don't know that seemed weird i took that so and this is quite possibly me giving the show way more credit than it deserves because it didn't really put in a lot of effort to show this but i interpreted obi-wan's whole thing in episode one as him just being like so broken by the absolute failure of the Jedi Order and the Republic in general, and him specifically, that he had gone to Tatooine and rationalized disconnecting himself from the Force as, I have to do this to hide, to the point where I have to do this to hide became an excuse for him to not do any of that Jedi shit at all. Except he keeps asking Qui-Gon Jinn to talk to him, so maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, yeah that's, that's weird too. If he's cutting himself off from the force, how come he he's trying to reach out to Qui-Gon? I don't think he's I don't think he's like consciously said I'm never using the force again. I think that it's a subconscious thing. Like when in in episode two, this is jumping ahead, but in episode two, when Leia falls off the building, he like he easily could have levitated her at any time to prove that he was a Jedi and whatever but it takes her falling off of the building to give him like the emotional jump to reaccess his abilities right because it's a necessity for survival at that point you know what i mean yeah i get where you're coming from i just i guess i didn't interpret it the same way as you i don't think he could have ever levitated her like if he wanted I, i think it was like a like like alex was saying like he's like luke skywalker at the in the last jedi right isn't that what luke skywalker like he physically he cut off the connection right yeah, <clears throat> but like Luke also levitates himself when he's in that fight with Ray. He like oh, he does. It's a, does a little force, you know, hit hit 
hits the hits the thing again. Well, it's no, no secret that Last Jedi is a bad movie. Um. <laughs> but it's a conscious disconnection from the Force because yeah. he is asking Qui Gon to talk to him. Maybe he was right. just doing a, a talk to me goose kind of thing. You know? I was about to make the same reference, but I was waiting. I was like, yeah, talk to me, Goose. So I also wanted to say about the Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor specifically, I really liked in episode one. I thought he was uh, like, and, you know, spoilers, obviously, but in episode one, he's like the the thorough, methodical investigator type, right? He's an Inquisitor. He's following, tracking down re rumors. He's stopping reeve from being just a mad person uh and generally he's being smart about his job and then and it, he was a good foil for reeve our emotional violent angry sith character right so they were effective foils for each other and then episode two starts and he just becomes this incompetent self-aggrandizing dumb shit who gets himself killed and actively stops them from capturing obi-wan because he's yeah. an idiot and it was just like uh such a drastic drop-off in character quality that i was like stunned by it because i liked him in the beginning i thought he would have been a cool like continuing obstacle for both obi-wan and reeve as characters as they develop and then Reeve just stabs him through the chest. <laughs> We've only got six episodes. Yeah. We get out, out of here. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I gotta be off the rails for the next two so I can have an arc or whatever in the final ones. Yeah, it's funny that just hearing you, John, explain how you're like, yeah, I liked this guy. He was like had these nuances to him. Here's kind of what I thought was going on with him. And then uh, he's now killed so that instead we could have like a character that just screams all the time. And that's always fun. Um, do you think she was told to scream every line of dialogue? You know what? Her dialogue to me felt like it was written for the trailer. Mm. Yeah. They used that, like, mm. when she, when Obi-Wan is flying away and she's like, you can't escape him! Anakin yeah. will come for you! Or whatever it is she's yeah. saying. Like, yeah. that whole thing felt like that was that whole scene was written explicitly to get that screaming lines of dialogue so that it could be in the trailer so that when we watch the trailer as an audience outside of the narrative of the story we hear oh darth vader's coming right yeah yeah, God, it, yeah. it just uh, felt like a lot of stuff in the first two episodes to me anyway felt like it was put in there specifically for like marketing purposes oh sure uh, it reminded me of do you guys remember man of steel uh good great probably one of the best films in the dc extended universe but um i don't it, know it didn't really use title cards enough it zack snyder was just getting started bro it wasn't it wasn't four hours too but it he hadn't invented them yet where Zod is just yelling, I will find him over and over again. And I'm, that's what that's what her, it seems like. And that was one, I mean, I guess Zod yells a lot of his dialogue in that movie. Um, but, um, but it just feels like that's what, that's what it reminded me of uh, with this character. The Ray, Reeve? Reeve, I think, is how you pronounce it. The At one point, the Grand Inquisitor is like, Reeve. It'd be funny if he was just literally saying re, like R-E-E-E. -E -E, like, Reeve! Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like they didn't people on the internet um i think was that most of episode one uh oh no 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 benny softy died it looks yeah like. he died right. 
Obi-Wan says, go back to the town where the Inquisitors are 100% already looking for you. And then he oh. goes to the town and gets hung up. Well, he, he tells him to bury his lightsaber and find a normal job. And that guy was like, back to the town. Okay. No, Obi-Wan <laughs> Obi says, bury your lightsaber, go back to the town. He says, have go a back to the town? He says, oh. go back to the town. It's... I thought he just told him to, like, get a nine-to-five somewhere. <laughs> go but to again, a different town. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, six towns on this planet, John. One of them's a hive of scum and villainy. We're not going there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, has died, and so that must killed. be the push for him to be like, "All right, I'll help with Leia or something," right? No, the push that that gets him because initially it's Vale showing Leia up. gets kidnapped by Flea, and then yeah. the Organas call Obi Wan, and they're like, "Hey, can you go help Leia? Because you're the only person that knows she's Darth Vader's daughter." And Obi-Wan is like, no, I'm not very good at this Anakin's shit. daughter. He doesn't know Darth Vader's alive. That's, that's, that's very true. important. That's true. That's that true. is so dumb, by the way. How fucking <laughs> dumb is that? It's been 10 years, and Obi-Wan still doesn't know yeah. that Wait, Darth Vader's out there fucking people up. You're telling me the vice president is Kamala Harris? I didn't know that. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, what? You know, like, that's just that's yeah. how dumb that would be, I feel like, you know? Um, I I assumed that the whole thing, the Empire, the Jedi, I assumed everybody was like, look, we know that Anakin is Darth Vader, but we don't want to tell anybody. And I assumed the Jedi were like, we're not going to tell anybody because it's so clearly evidence of how we fucked up that whole situation. Bad optics and the Empire was the Jedi. Like, yeah, and, and the Empire optics was like, for the Empire. Right, because the Empire would just be like, it it's scarier if Darth Vader is just like a crazy monster that came out of nowhere with a red lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. We don't want anybody knowing but he's I, actually. The but I was also <laughs> confused. So like she, sorry, I'm gonna jump around with different parts of it. So like she knows that Who? Vader, the Reeve, right. knows Reeve. that Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Like she says this. Right. She says Anakin but, is alive. But she doesn't know enough about Anakin to know. That, like, when she was threatening Owen, that, like, that's his stepbrother. Like, how much of Anakin's past is known versus not known? You know what I mean? Like, because I was over here, like, all Owen has to say is, like, yeah, my brother, my stepbrother was fucking Anakin and he died. I hate Jedi. And she's like, oh, I, maybe I shouldn't kill this guy. I was just waiting for it. But it's like, but no, only the audience knows that. But then she says she knows it's Anakin Skywalker. And I was like, well, wait, what? Who knows what? And why and where? Yeah, I mean it's classic Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. never explains to the audience what any character knows at any given time about anything happening in the world. Yeah, and it's until also it like Schrodinger's cat. It's like they both know and don't know until they say it out loud, <laughs> and then it doesn't matter. They can change it again later. <laughs> yeah. Two episodes I, from now, Obi Wan is like, I always suspected that Darth Vader was Anakin. <laughs> Who's behind this mask? <laughs> uh, in episode two, we meet Kumail Ninjani, um, uh, who is uh, from Eternals, and uh, he was in uh, Portlandia, my favorite of his work. Uh, but he's uh, a Jedi um, impersonator, I guess, uh, kind of yeah. a con man. Which... Uh, he, he's at the beginning of that episode, I think, right? Yeah. 
he's he's throughout it a pretty good amount. But like it comes back to something John and I were talking about as he was watching it, where it's like Obi Wan's in like hiding clothes. He's got like blue pants and like this like gray jacket thing. And then he's like, "All right, I gotta rescue little Leia, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be in disguise." So he puts on his Jedi clothes and like looks like a Jedi. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait, okay, is it because it's a hood? He's sneaking around, but it's just like, we're going to give it like the vibe of a Jedi, like for the audience, you know, we're like, oh, yeah. he's suited up. And then he, Kamel is impersonating a Jedi wearing the same outfit as Obi-Wan. So it's like in universe that if you want the people to think you're a Jedi, you wear a brown cloak and like a white. So it's like, is Obi-Wan's just like, oh, no. Uh, we lost him. So, uh, what did you think of Camille and Johnny John? Uh, you know, I like the actor. Uh, uh, Alex is back. I like the actor. I think there was potential for that character to be interesting, but it also opens up a whole bag of worms of like, it. What does anybody know about the Jedi? You know, like before this show. We already kind of had that weird dichotomy where in the original trilogy, everybody's like, oh, the Jedi were legends and myths, and they never... Right, we're 10 years away from them being extinct myths. <laughs> right. And so that dichotomy already existed, and this show like exacerbates that even more because from like one character to another within the same society of this planet or whatever one of them will be like oh yeah i know what jedi look like and what jedi do i i rigged up a magnets to imitate force powers and i have my friend on a walkie-talkie pretending that i'm doing a mind trick on him but then other people are just like uh, i don't know anything about what this man in a robe with a lightsaber is it just it drives home for me anyway how the series and the franchise in general just is all about narrative convenience for what anybody knows or feels or thinks about anything going on. It's just whatever the writers need to make their dramatic or interesting action stuff happen. That's which Star is Wars, baby. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting that way because you can make anything happen. It's it, it's same thing with Wanda and Doctor Strange. Does it feel like you can just make anything happen? And uh, so I don't have a clear understanding of what is possible and what is not, or where or like yeah. Anyways, did you have a point from earlier, Alex? That you, you wanted to finish? Oh, I mean, I don't know where I got cut off, but just the fact that like Obi Wan put on sneak around clothes that are <laughs> Jedi clothes. And, like, then the show tells me that, like, this outfit is so recognizably Jedi that a guy's using it to con people. <laughs> like, it's like, so is he, is he sneaking around? Is he projecting that he's a Jedi? Like, what's... Yeah. It's just uh, confusing. I want to make a point about the robes. This is a very minor thing, but I feel like it's indicative of the, of the, of the way that the people making the show are doing it, right? At the end of episode one, Obi-Wan digs up his lightsabers out of the dirt and he puts on his robe and he goes to the spaceport. And his robes are tattered. There's holes. They're frayed along the edges, right? Because they're old. He gets on a ship. He travels to this other planet. 
episode two opens with him walking, him like being in the spaceport on this other planet, and his robes are like clean and they're a fresh colored brown, and the the edges are all neatly sewn and like crimped together and stuff, whatever that term is, and it's just like to what to like. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it except that they can't even keep their costumes. Oh, shit. He was just—he was like, just sewing just... it together on the long space flight, dude. That's what it is. Right. Obi Wan <laughs> is a professional sewer. Yeah. He's a jack yeah. of all trades and a Jedi master of none. <laughs> so uh, I guess Leia is like smart enough to—I forget this. This Wikipedia article is not really helping. Uh, I forget where it happens, but uh, Leia is able to immediately sniff out that that guy's not a. Uh, a real Jedi or whatever, but she's also, I guess, very, um, very skeptical of Obi Wan throughout this episode too. Um, I was a little bit like, because I was texting you, John, at first. I was like, why is she so trusting of him? Like they had, oh, they must have had to ADR that line in to where she said, he says, she says um, something to the effect of like, why should I trust you? And he's like, well, do you want to stay here? You know? And then she's like, no. And it's like all like from an above shot where they're facing away, and I'm like, oh, it seems like they just were looking at the dailies and they're like. That was a little fast, and it still feels a little fast. But then they, I guess they, well, yeah, especially because then she's like not very trusting. It. So I guess he makes sense that he would use her, she would use him to get out. But I don't know. It just seems like she's very trusting at certain points and not trusting at other points. And consistently, her character's meant to be not trustworthy. I don't know. Whatever. That was a lot of stuff. But. I feel like we also didn't, we skipped something. So Leia is on Alderaan. Alderaan looks like a terrible place to spend any time super oh much. yeah you gotta tell sucks. That. i don't really have as much of a problem with the planet getting blown up <laughs> but uh and i don't understand how the governance system works but we can't get into that because we'll be here all day but it's, star on wars. All... it's never explained even in the back in the, in the original trilogy i don't know if it made sense yeah i don't think they ever discussed She's just a princess in the original. Well, that's what that's what helps is that they don't talk about it a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't show him. They don't show anybody trying to convince her that one day she'll be a senator while also yeah, being. A I princess. mean, it's just the meta story again of like when George Lucas made the first one, he wanted space opera, so we want princesses and knights and all of this stuff. And then when he made the prequel trilogy, yeah, you're right. He wanted the he, Iraq War he, in space. He, yeah, he wanted the Iraq War in space. So now we have yeah. a democratically elected queen and. Queen Amidala, you know, yeah, and then yeah. once she democratically leaves being a queen and then becomes a senator, and it's apparently senators aren't allowed to fuck, so this is a problem. It's just sort of like we've got aesthetics that we want, and we've got a real-world thing we kind of want to talk about, and we're just going <laughs> to smush them together. Yeah. And now we have Leia as a princess and being groomed to be the best senator of all time. And so she's she's on Alderaan, and she doesn't like being, you know, a princess, because who would? <laughs> and she gets kidnapped by Flea, who is, you know, at that point, we just know he's some nasty guy with some henchmen. And they take her, and they're actually working for Reeve, who is working without the permission of her boss, the Grand Inquisitor. Oh, right. I forgot about this. Is like obsessed with Obi-Wan for some reason. Presumably because she's Darth Vader's apprentice. But 
We haven't we haven't gotten into well, that. She's trying to be maybe. To be Darth yeah, Vader. She's, she keeps talking about recognition because she was a youngling when Anakin led the clone trooper attack with Order sixty six on she the Jedi that? Temple. Yeah, was she, she in the prologue. She was the older youngling that was like, "What do we do now? We run." And she, they, she's totally going to become a good guy at the end of this show, guys. That pisses me off so much. I think she's going to die horribly. No, I think that as <laughs> a good guy, I guess maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, it's going to be the Darth Vader arc all over again, baby. No, I, I swear to God, I think Obi Wan is going to redeem her by like convincing her that she has Stockholm syndrome or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Alex, do, do, you, do you think she's going to die as a villain or hero? Yeah, I don't know. It's Star Wars. She's probably going to do both somehow. <laughs> That's my thing. It's like they redeemed Ben Solo after he killed his father. They can, they're they going to redeem yeah. everybody. It, like, yeah. It doesn't like, matter how many bad things she does up until halfway through episode six. That, they like, redeemed Darth Vader, and then they went back and said that part of his backstory was murdering children. And they were still like, buddy, gets redeemed. Fighting the sand people. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> really, in Star Wars... If you're part of the right family, you can come back from anything. You're part of the right family. <laughs> That's gonna be. Oh my god! I can't wait to see the outrage. Also, because uh, there's, you know, if she doesn't get redeemed, if there's gonna be people online, they're like, "Rave did nothing wrong. Reeve did nothing wrong. Let's uh, like what, like Wanda. Fuck. How? How? Okay, so Reeve, right? She was a youngling. Order sixty six happened. The clone troopers killed all the Jedi. Somehow she survived and then was found in the gutters by the Inqui Grand Inquisitor or the Inquisitors and was then given a red lightsaber. And for some reason, she really, really, really hates Jedi. She has multiple instances where she's like, the Jedi won't help you or protect you. They'd let you die, even though the whole point of the Inquisitor's plan for hunting Jedi is that the Jedi are incapable of not helping people, and that's their greatest weakness, but Reeve somehow uses that same hunting strategy while simultaneously thinking that the Jedi are all evil or bad. None of it makes any sense. That's fascism, baby. <laughs> she hires Flea to kidnap Leia because she somehow knows that Leia is important to Obi-Wan, but Mail and Obi-Wan worked together during the Clone Wars. Right. She knows that Bail and Obi-Wan are friends, right. even though we don't see them in the prequel trilogy in interacting as friends. He's a senator. Obi-Wan is a Jedi. They just do their jobs. But yeah, that's but they work that's together on sneaky things. <laughs> I guess. It's classic Star Wars to imply relationships that we've never seen yeah. in order to have emotional depth to your character. It's the classic, classic tell us, don't show us, baby. Well, yeah, they, they, we've seen... That's Her how you do it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars, baby. We've seen these two characters together in the same movie before, and that's all it is. It's like, right. oh, okay. Hey, my best friend! You know, like... Um, yeah, this is a Wow, you remember those nest of Gundarks? 
it'd be really i was just thinking about it too it's like it's like if nobody knew anybody outside of work you know like if you just like, but also it's funny to imagine like like during the whole prequel trilogy like every day like obi-wan's going home just texting like you know steve what you, so bro work has been a bitch this week what do you do want to do this weekend um don't do that because then you'll need electrolytes <laughs> at a rough day work anyways um <laughs> Grand Inquisitor learns. Uh, I've started reading a random part. So she betrays the Grand Inquisitor. We kind of brushed on that a little bit, but um, because he keeps telling her not to chase Obi Wan. Oh, because yeah, you, like you said, then they would have clearly like had him right there if he didn't stop her. Right. I think. I think the. I think the intent is that they both want to capture Obi Wan because it would get them a lot of like recognition as being badasses. But the Grand Inquisitor is using his position as her boss to tell her to stop so that she won't do it and he can do it however he wants to and get all the credit. But they don't really make that like clear until that very last moment where he's like, nope, I'm, I'm going to capture yeah. Obi-Wan. Because, uh, yeah, it, I mean, that comes back to my problem with the Grand Inquisitor in general is his arc goes from calm, collected, intelligent guy to, you know, just an, an emotional dumb shit who fucks up his job because he wants to get credit for doing well at his job. And then she stabs him. Which, wouldn't that make her an enemy of the entire Inquisition? They're going to blame it on Obi-Wan. Oh. That makes just, sense. Just instantly. She'll be like, oh, I was too late. Obi-Wan killed him. Yeah. And he went this way. Yeah. And, and the, the other Inquisitors aren't going to be like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're going to be like, that guy was a dick anyways. I didn't like him. It's what did um, my favorite quote to repeat. Uh, I shouldn't say this in, in, in this stream because it's a, it's a really mean quote uh, that Lindsey Graham said. Um, but uh, he said, uh, if, you, if, if you shot Ted Cruz on the floor of the Senate, and the trial was held in the Senate. No one would find no one would find you guilty. And that, I imagine that's kind of what's going on with this Grand Inquisitor. They probably just like, yeah, he's a dick, anyways. So maybe Grand maybe. Inquisitor is Ted Cruz. <laughs> that's the thumbnail for the next episode. Oh, that's great. That's gonna be a good one. I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, so we we basically get her telling about Anakin, um, and then there's the Force save at the date. The Force Ex Machina, or whatever, and um, with you know, he saves Leia, and uh, then we're off to the races, right? What else? What else happens? I don't know. Oh, he barely escapes, and she goes, "I will find him." And then, yeah. uh, then he wakes up in the bath tank. Yeah. Then we see Anakin in the bath tank. And he goes, "And I'm Hayden Christensen." Yeah. Um, Lost over the chase scene, the rooftop chase scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. What about all the? Uh, yeah. It's a scene, stuff happened, but what? Uh, so it, the rooftop chase scene, right? Yeah. Obi Wan is running away with Leia. No, Obi Wan chasing Leia. Leia's Leia run away. Doesn't believe he's a Jedi. Leia books it through the streets mm -hmm. of the city. At the same time, Reeve has told all the bounty hunters in the city to go after Obi Wan, and the Grand Inquisitor is trying to use the Imperial troops to keep Obi Wan in the city and find him. So basically, everybody is trying to kill Obi-Wan, except for Leia, who's trying to run away from him. Excuse me. 
what happens then is that Leia goes up to a roof somehow. Obi-Wan ladder. Ah, okay. And then Obi-Wan follows her up onto the roof, and Leia's like jumping over gaps, and Obi-Wan is chasing after her. And then the Velociraptor bounty hunter with the blaster rifle, who I was super psyched to come do something cool, just shows up on another roof and just starts blasting at <laughs> Obi-Wan and missing. Just like the worst shot. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan starts fighting him. And then Reeve is on top of another building, like three blocks away, and sees the blasters going at each other, and just like, oh, there's Obi Wan. So then she starts doing this ridiculous path this across the roof. Yeah, she's like flipping around and like knocking over stuff to make bridges, and it's all very unnecessary, but cool, right? It's in that, badass. like, <laughs> right? It's cool in the it's way that force parkour, dude. <laughs> And then there's another bounty hunter that shows up on another roof shooting at Obi-Wan from another direction. Then the con man, not Jedi, smuggler, shows up. We see a shot of him come out onto a roof and look at nothing because we don't see what he's looking at, but we hear blaster shots. And then Obi-Wan shoots the velociraptor dinosaur, but Leia tries to jump over, uh, like... A big gap. Definitely too big of a gap. <laughs> the yeah. gap. Everybody Obi-Wan follows their first jump. Yeah, right. <laughs> she, she hadn't learned how to fly through space yet. Yeah. She's uh, not Neo yet. And then we explicitly don't see the bug bounty hunter get shot. And Obi-Wan jumps out of cover and looks over the edge that Leia's falling down and levitates her to keep her from hitting the ground. Right? Yeah. Which felt like a long time, but it must have been like an instant in the in the in the showtime, right? Yeah, they yeah. kind of like stretched it out in that slow mo dramatic kind of like thing. Like the way they did with spoilers for Spider Man No Way Home. Like they did for uh the Andrew Garfield uh scene where he saves yeah. MJ. It like it, it must have been like a like a two second ordeal, but it looks like it just like it takes like thirty minutes for him to catch her. Right. Yeah. And, and I and then he's at the bottom level two seconds later. She hasn't even stood up. She's like, and he's like, I'm here. <laughs> he's like, she's like, lose looks up. Bounty hunter. We lose track of the con man guy. We keep cutting back to more shots of Reeve force parkouring, even though she definitely should have already been there. It, And then Obi-Wan and Leia have a whole conversation about how he's actually a Jedi. And then Obi-Wan is like, okay, we got to go. And they finally start to leave. And then the bug bounty hunter is there, and the con man, not Jedi, shoots the bug bounty hunter. <laughs> it's like, here's how you get out of the spaceport. And then I'll, he goes, he goes, I'll buy you time. And then we see Reeve do more force parkour off the top of the building in a series of shots that is totally pointless and excessive and jarring. And then. And then the not guy walks up to Reeve and is like, ah, you found me. I'm the Jedi Haja, or whatever his name is. And the bounty on me must be really high. And then she's like, oh, you're pretending to be a Jedi. You must know where Obi-Wan is because you're clearly trying to stall me. But he just immediately, like, Obi-Wan and Leia have a clear escape route from the city. 
Jedi con man guy is like, I'll go buy you time by going up to the one person who is actually dangerous to Obi-Wan and basically just tells her where Obi-Wan was going. If he'd just gone home, Obi-Wan and Leia, and Leia would have gotten off the planet scot-free and then we wouldn't have any more show. <laughs> but we need more show. Yeah, I imagine. Because, yeah. again, oh. I'm looking at Star Wars like a narrative story and not yeah. a multi-million-dollar product meant to go on forever. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I was on my phone a lot during the, the action scenes in this in this because it just becomes a visual noise. You know, it's just like, They're not engaging. They're not yeah. edited well. They're it's not like, shot well. I'm wondering, because some of it, like as we've talked about and I was thinking back to it, I'm wondering if they shot more and then we're just like, because it was like, they they had all of this stuff, and then they're like, well, six episodes is what we're cramming it into. That like, because it's like, episode one does feel, like it has like a pace that is much slower and sort of drawn out. You know, it's like, oh, okay, we're going to sit in the world of Obi-Wan being sad and dejected. You know, we're going to like feel this a little bit. But then episode two is just an entirely different vibe. And it feels over edited in different ways and like you were pointing out with the adr and stuff it's like did they did they like shoot too much did they not have a solid plan was it yeah or was it they got into the editing room and they're like well we can only make six episodes so <laughs> we got to get to this other stuff later so episode two let's just like i imagine the de development process of this show has probably been a nightmare because <laughs> like, they were going to do Darth Maul as the villain for like the first half of the development of the series. And then they scrapped that whole idea and then added in Vader. And I imagine added in all the, the Leia stuff as well. Um, mm. I don't know if that was there in the shooting stage at that point, but if that's what development was like, you know, Disney also likes to reshoot stuff. They were reshooting Dr. Strange up, up until like March of this year. So like, um, I just imagine I'm Deborah Chow or whoever. Just, it's like Star Wars is not a thing where, or I mean, Marvel at this point too, but like Star Wars is not a thing where you can just come in and be like, I have an, unless you're Ryan Johnson for some reason, you can't just come in and be like, I have an idea for a narrative that I would like to do in this universe. They're like, no, 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 here's our checklist and here's all the things that you have to do. So just imagine making this series as a creator who loves Star Wars, it's probably been not a fun experience. Because like they tried it with Ryan Johnson. And right. then people didn't like it, and so Disney was like, "Can't do that again." That's 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 sad. That's let's give it back to Abrams so he can both undo what Ryan Johnson did, redo parts of what he did that weren't very good, and come down on the fact that, like, yes, in fact, the Force is not for everyone; it's only for the Skywalkers, which are actually the Palpatines, technically. It's all about. <laughs> One guy trying to find an heir and all of his grandchildren being like, you, Grandpa, I don't want your stupid empire. That's Star Wars, baby. Uh, is there anything else in Obi-Wan Obi Kenobi that we didn't discuss? Because I, oh. I, thought, I thought we got through it all. I really I... like that Leia's cousin was mad that she was non-organic. All right, got it in. I am, even if I don't like this show, I think it's, I'm glad that it's being made, if only because the Oral Knots are going to make that Larry show. Mm. What? Yeah, have you ever seen any of the Oral Knots YouTube channel stuff? Oh, Where they no. like, dub and re-edit Star Wars footage to tell oh, a weird story about, like, dance battles? 
No, that's some of the best stuff in the world. Okay. It's really great. Yeah. This Much is why real Star Wars. Yeah. This is why I love that Star Wars exists because of like the meta stuff that happens around Star Wars. Like, I'm glad the prequels exist because I have Mr. Plinkett's Red Letter Media reviews of that. And like I love I love the angry people about the new movies, and then I love that they argue with the people who like parts of the new movies and it's like no one can actually agree that the last jedi had parts that were cool and parts that weren't very cool but they gotta it's either gotta be a movie that like destroyed reality or is the best thing ever made it's like no it, like parts of it are dumb as hell like the casino <laughs> planet and then other parts are like kind of fine whatever yeah, I, I don't that's star wars baby yeah it's uh I... it's all bad it's been bad from a very early time and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. And I love it. So, yeah, the Arlenauts is another example of, like, the Internet taking this thing that is nuts and then just doing something beautiful and hilarious with it. Now, Obi-Wan Kenobi is not very good. I will probably watch every episode. Um, but Same. Now that, I, yeah, now that I'm a part of this, I'm We're back trying. in. Because <laughs> yeah. there's definitely stuff that we kind of glossed over um, – for brevity. Yeah, I mean, all the stuff with Flea and his henchmen, uh, the weird stuff with the spice and Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah, you said that reminded you of the, yeah, Attack of the Clones, right? Mm -hmm. Well, because, like, a girl, a woman, a humanoid is what they are cast as on IMDb. A humanoid with pink hair comes up to Obi-Wan and is like, hey, I got drugs. You want drugs? And Obi-Wan is like, no, I want, I'm looking for my daughter. And the humanoid is like, uh, you're not going to find her then. Here's some free drugs. And leaves. And I thought that that was a reference to the guy that walks up to Obi-Wan. You want to buy some death sticks? Right. Yeah. I thought it was a reference to that guy. But I don't know. It could also just be what Star Wars thinks drug dealers look like. Yeah, yeah, I, which is annoying. I already uh, told you, John, but Alex, I thought that was that took me out of it. That her hairstyle, the pink hair with the mullet, like uh, looked so like twenty twenty. Like I have an ex girlfriend that looks like that right now. Like so, I'm just like it just doesn't feel very Star Wars. But also at the same time, Mark Hamill's hairstyle was very. You know, <laughs> I was like, it's it's space. I don't know. I, I'm, they got all of these after with a blaster. Yeah. It's Star Wars, baby. Like I, don't, I, I see the one humanoid character. What's political? What's not political? Is so is so mixed mashed in Star Wars that it's like, I don't know. I like that she was like, I used to be somebody's daughter, and I got stuck here. So here's some drugs. So you forget about your daughter. And I was like, bleak. But all right. <laughs> Because she wasn't force sensitive. If she were force sensitive, she yeah. could do anything. But <laughs> exactly. she wasn't one of the specials. That's what we learned from the rise of Skywalker. People only matter if they're force sensitive. Right. They can only they're only like it's okay to kill non-force sensitive stormtroopers. That's why we kill so many of them. Because if they were force sensitive, aka worth anything, they would have risen above being a stormtrooper by this point. <laughs> worth anything. Yeah, that's what I learned from Rise of Skywalker. Okay, I have a question about something that we glossed over. The clone trooper homeless dude yeah, that begs Obi-Wan for money. Why? It 
I assumed, right? I assumed when that happened that that clone trooper was going to recognize Obi-Wan as a Jedi and go to the Inquisitors, and that was going to be how the Inquisitors found him, right? Set up payoff is what it was. Yeah, right. Yeah, I thought his brain, because of Order 66 and being a clone, we would have just instantly been like, oh, I got to kill you. Oh, man, yeah, that too. That would be cool. I don't think they're programmed that way. I don't think they're like, I think it's like a... Well, then how does Order 66 work? They is it a program? I've heard all of the different stories. I'm not reading the book to figure it phone. out. I think they get an Amber Alert on their phone. In the oh, they're just like, oh, time to kill the people who saved my ass several times in the course of this war. Okay, I've got no, no emotional problem with this. The prequels are not that great either, but yeah, that's, I think, what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like in their, in their programming that they... <laughs> Because they're like they're clones. They're like genetically engineered, and they age super fast. I thought it was just like I thought that was showing us that like yeah, all the clones are old and dying because of their sped up genes, and that's why we have regular sized humans and different heights of stormtroopers later. They, because immediately after that, we see two different height stormtroopers walking by. So I thought it was them just being like, yep, see, look, they get old real fast. Look at this guy. He's fucking, his, his clone body's betraying him. That would have been good commentary. So you think the whole reason that he's there is just to explain away why there are stormtroopers instead of clone troopers in the original trilogy? Yep. You don't think he's going to come back at all? No, I think 95% of why he's there oh, is to show that, look, the clone troopers age real fast. We need to explain everything, even though when we explain everything... It makes stuff make less sense. I don't think he's going to come back either, but I also don't think that they... I think they... Maybe if I want to steel man them, I think maybe they're trying to, like, say something about how we, like, a... Like, how uh, Empire discards their troops. Right, yeah, but they do it in a very... Uh, um, and I think it was also, like... Right. Obi Wan, yeah. like showing Obi Wan, like it's still. He's like, oh yeah, you guys, we used to fight together. Here's some, here's some, sure. here's yeah. some, here's some credits, baby. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought he Obi Wan's reaction was like almost afraid. I thought it. I thought they were trying to do like a. He sees the clone trooper, and it reminds him that the clone troopers fucked him and all of his people, and so he was like worried a little bit. I think but, that's in there a little bit. I don't know. I uh, or yeah, or maybe this one transcended the the Order sixty six part of his brain, and he was like, "I see you." And I don't know. I don't know how that's supposed to work. I feel like it's explained different ways and different things, but I haven't seen all of the Star Wars media because there's too much of it. Is there uh, a popular character in the animated shows that like was it? Isn't one of the clone troopers in the animated shows he has the blue art shoulder patch and he's like yeah. works with we want an anakin really closely mm-hmm. yeah that was him no i don't think he had a very distinct look I, the one you're referring to i think he was bald and had a beard is that what you're referring to in this in guy had a beard, and it's been 10 years and they age fast so maybe oh, all his yeah. hair came back yeah maybe it's oh <laughs> 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 uh, i think you're i think if I know what you're, if I think I know what you're referring to, I think it's a character named Rex. Those in the Clone Wars that that uh, that's it. Yeah, and yeah, he. I I I feel like if they were going for that bait, that, that fan bait, they would have made it very clearly him. Like they mm. wouldn't have done the disguising makeup because I don't I don't put it past. I feel like they would have done. Do you see who this is? <laughs> they would have been like, oh my god, I don't know who that is. Um, 
but actually I do. But but it's what that's what happened with uh fucking God. Who was the show? Did you watch Boba Fett, Alex? Like, who was the bad guy? No, I didn't watch Boba Fett. Did you watch I might Boba at Fett, some Tom? point? No, I didn't watch Boba Fett. Well, there's a character named Cad. There's a character named Cad Bane that shows up, and I didn't know who that was until I went on the Star Wars Wikipedia. Is that the page. dinosaur? No, um, he's the. He's the guy with the wide-brimmed hat, cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. But they he's did it. They, sure. Yeah, not in Boba Fett that he's not. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, they uh, do a big, like, you know, he steps and they see you see his feet and you hear his voice and you see the bottom of the hat and he go, look, looks up like that and we're supposed to go, that is him? And I'm like, who is that? You know, it just doesn't work as a non-Star Wars fan. It's become so incestuous, I feel like. And I hate when they make the universe smaller. Why... Yeah, why does everybody know each other in this universe? Like, it's just C-3PO works for the Organas Thank for some you. That's reason. The, that's what I was trying to, to, to. That's the I was like, I forget well, what they think that. That here. was set up in the in the, the whatever the 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 one where Obi Wan and Anakin fight for like half an hour. The the yeah, I don't know. They've all got <laughs> really dumb names. <laughs> you're right. You're oh right. yeah, that's right. Because at the end of that just... movie, literally everything is put in place for a new hope it's like a new hope starts the next day <laughs> yeah it's like i know it's going to be 30 years but uh yoda's gone to dagobah because he doesn't care about anything leia and c-3po and r2d2 are having their minds wiped and they're staying with the organa so they can be on the ship with leia and ewan mcgregor mcgregor's on tatooine and he's like i'll watch the boy and then he walks off so here's the question how do we tell stories with those characters who are already in place for A New Hope before A New Hope begins while, and have those stories be sweeping and epic and cool and still have them end up back in the exact same place? I, we're about to find out. Yeah, they do what they're doing right now. They go on an adventure they've never <laughs> talked about. Yeah. That's kind of... That, it's like... It's like you used the hints of like Leia knowing Obi-Wan and all that stuff. You used the little bits of oh, lore that you can, and then you're like, okay, so this has to be about Obi-Wan and Leia, right? Because so this is why okay. this is why she's sending him the fight plans. You're about because she yeah. rescued her once before. Yeah. Tell yeah. me, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. It's a whole I guess, show. I guess I could see where you go with that. But like it's just like in that, even in that scene, which I had forgotten about until t just now, um, it seems like it's like she's talking about. I remember my dad telling me about you helping him during the the Clone Wars. Not like you have you and I went on a, a mission ten years ago. Oh yeah, know? for sure. When well, when it was first written, none of this existed in right. George Lucas's or anybody's mind. It was just I need a I need a reason for Luke to get caught up in this adventure. You know, we got space wizards, we got princesses. She's Thank trying you. to get to the space wizard. Luke ends up with it on accident, and we're off to the races. And now it's like, this is all so important right. because it's a multi-billion dollar IP. Or Disney paid multi-billions of dollars for it and is trying to make their money back. Yeah. You know. October of 2012. Um, the, they have mined so much uh, from that one paragraph Back in the day, you're, my, you, my father and I, you and my father fought during the Clone Wars. At the time, that wasn't written. So like, okay, let's do a whole trip. What is the, what is the Clone Wars? And then uh, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Okay, let's mine that now. And I'm like, 
every single line of dialogue from the first three movies will have a backstory by the end. Oh, God damn it. I got to yeah. wrap it up, guys. I'm going to go eat something. But uh, right. where can people right. find you online? Oh, you don't do that, right? Nope. No, not no, Alex. I changed okay. my... Uh, am vimeo.com slash amf and productions if you want me to film your wedding you could probably get in touch with me through that amfm productions yeah on vimeo and vimeo. i have a youtube channel but it's nothing's really happened on it in years stuff may come back but i'll i'll plug it if that ever actually happens okay okay and uh john has a twitter that he doesn't use yeah i don't produce things <laughs> just critiques like a real man <laughs> armchair critic oh i love it so much all right guys i am going to end the broadcast thank you guys and we'll probably do uh either next week or the next week after that for the audience uh next week or the next week we'll be after that we'll be back at some point to talk about more stuff so follow the twitch stream and the youtube channel and all that okay bye